Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, May the 14th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we're going to touch on something super quick. How to stop caring about what people think of you listening right now. Uh, before I kick into the episode... Quick reminder, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know, it's the one thing I take every single day, never miss it. If you're somebody who doesn't eat 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies a day, even I can't do that, this is the thing you take to cover the gaps in your nutrition so you're not missing all the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals you need to be running at your optimal health, internally and externally. Athletic Greens is the thing that I take. It's the best tasting greens on the planet by far. I used to take shots of Goldschlager, Jägermeister, Wild Turkey at the bar, Athletic Greens, million times better than that. And the benefit is it's good for you. You don't wake up feeling like a bag of shit. So if you're interested, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, we can hook you guys up with a year supply, a one year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. Or if you're not sure and you're like, well, Jeremy, you say it tastes great, but you might be full of shit. Shoot me a DM, send us an email, fill out the contact page in the site. I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. I don't care what state or country you live in. You can try it for yourself. You'd be like, wow, it actually is awesome. And then get hooked up with all the free stuff. You guys, I wouldn't work with these people at Athletic Greens for the last five years if I didn't really believe in it. I wouldn't sell my soul for money. I already got money. I don't give a shit. I really want you to be healthier. It's made a huge difference in my life. Instead of taking 19 different pills, I just take a pack and I'm good to go. It has probiotics and digestive enzymes in there, which is an awesome bonus for gut health, which you know is vital for your immune system, as is the vitamin D3 and K2 they're giving you for free. So if you're interested, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, and you guys can get hooked up with the free stuff or try a sample, and then it is all yours. Now, I'm going to try to make this quick, but you know how it goes. It's Friday afternoon. I'm tired. Just did a workout plus a 5K on the bike in sub 10 minutes, which was not fun. And now I'm sitting in a wet diaper, but here we are. This podcast was originally going to be about probiotics actually and 20 reasons why probiotics are amazing for you but I was working from home this morning which I do on Friday mornings before I roll up in here and a good friend of mine who I've known basically my entire life let's call him uh, John Smith John shoots me a text message out of nowhere and to paraphrase he's just saying hey Jay um you know, you're really great at not caring about what people think of you. And uh, this is something that I really struggle with, but I want to change it. How would you suggest I go about it? First thing, I'm not an expert in anything other than what I do in fitness, really, and how I live my life. So take that before I start rambling on here. Now, John is correct. I do not give a fuck about what people think about me. I am who I am and I do what I do regardless and it's not going to change for anybody. Um, 
much to my wife's probably dismay at this point, but it's been like 13 years, so she knows the drill. You know, she bought milk at the store. If she thought it was going to turn into orange juice, I hate to break it to her, it's still just milk. Now, I don't know if it's a superpower or it's a curse or it's a little bit of both. Uh, it really hasn't got me into a whole lot of trouble, but uh, I know it's hard for people to understand sometimes uh, why I do what I do, why I say what I say, and why I don't really pander to certain audiences and, and try to fit into a narrative because I just don't have time for it and I don't give a shit. Uh, really quick, it's hard for me to fit in as a kid. Thank God for sports. Or I wouldn't have really had any friends. I really wouldn't have. That was kind of the great, uh, I don't know what you call it, acceptance tool for me uh, to be accepted by other people. And then that and hip hop and different things, but you find your, you find your people, but, but sports was always the connector for me. And you ever been in a group of people where they would say stuff like, Oh man, we're all going to go do this night. Doesn't that sound awesome? And everybody's like, yeah. And I'd be sitting there in my head like, that sounds fucking terrible. It was really hard, uh, to fit in. And when you're young, you kind of play into that, you know, because I don't want to get too far off track in a bunch of directions, but just really quick from a base level of why do we even why do we even give a shit right about what other people think of us and the phrase i want to use is what we think other people think of us because at the end of the day we never really know hopefully your your wife is honest with you if you pick the right partner hopefully your husband is really honest with you if you pick the right partner but what they really think about you deep down i think these are conversations a lot of times even couples don't have which is really sad and frightening hence why the divorce rate is like 55 percent or some crazy shit like that but it's what we think other people think of us because most people are never going to you know have the nuts to really tell you if they think you're you're being a piece of shit because they don't want to hurt your feelings they don't want to be confrontational you know for better or for worse uh i'm happy to tell people the straight up honest, you know, gut wrenching truth. And I always, every, and that's my friends for sure. I ask my clients here, um, if they ask me again, I don't give my opinion to anybody who doesn't ask. I'm not in the business of that I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I'm, I'm nobody to judge anybody. I'm just as fucked up as you guys, if not way more so. Uh, but if someone asks my opinion, I'll be like, well, do you want the AT&T corporate version of what I'd say? Or do you want the, the version I would say, you know, six beers into my best friend? Because one's going to help you a little bit, but the other one's really going to help you. And it's going to cut deep. And it's going to require you to really, you know, focus on some truths. And that's kind of how I, I phrase it to people. And what I'm driving at is, why do we even care about what we think other people think of us? The, the first reason, again, really fast before I get down the rabbit hole, it's, I, I think it's it's biology, right? Like, I think... We as human beings, we're, we're programmed in some way to, to seek some type of approval um, or some type of validation from at least one or, or two groups of people, our, uh, our tribes, right, if you will. There's a great book Seth Godin wrote. Um, is, right, is it Seth Godin? Someone fact-checked me if I'm wrong. I think Seth Godin wrote the book Tribes. He's written a lot of good shit, so I get confused. And I've, I do about 100 books a year at this point, so my mind is uh, shit, and I just worked out super hard, so it's not helping. The point I'm driving at is, uh, I think it's like uh, our survival uh, instinct as is, is humans is to be part of a tribe, right? Like, 
you know, um, like Alan from uh, Hangover, part of our wolf pack. I was once a one-man one wolf pack, and now we're a wolf pack together, riding to Las Vegas, looking for strippers and cocaine. Um, that has nothing to do with this podcast, but I, it just popped right in my head. The point is, I think us as human beings, we, um, we want to be part of a team. We want to be part of a community. And I think if you look, you know, how it was for us probably 100 years ago, maybe even 200 years ago, we we work together as a unit, as a community, as a tribe, as a little city, uh, you know, to hunt for survival. You know, we did things, you know, to survive the elements and, you know, fight off animal attacks and fight off, you know, other tribe attacks probably. And I think that's what we do as uh, as human beings. It's what we did do anyway. And, I, and I'm a huge fan of that. I think we always, we do better as a team and a unit than we do as individuals. That's why I love group fitness for the fact of you're more motivated, you're more driven. There's a higher level of accountability. There's more people to lean on, more people to help you. Um, it's just like your normal life. Like none of us does life alone. Yeah. My name's on the building here. It's on the t-shirts and I get a lot of, you know, praise here, probably more than I even deserve, but I won't be able to do this shit without, uh, you know, my, my parents growing up without my grandparents growing up without uh, my friends growing up, without my best friends, mom and dad growing up, like they all, we all picked up the slack for each other where we were lagging. The same thing here with this business, without Monica and Matt and uh, and Jack and my wife and all the fucking people here, this wouldn't happen. And so there is something in our a DNA, I think, or in our biology where we we want to be accepted by at least certain parts of, of uh of society and we want to be in certain groups. So I do think that's a part of the reason why we struggle with the comparison shit and caring about what people think and wanting to be accepted. So from a base level, I think it's, it's okay at at that level. And obviously back in the day we did it for, you know, safety and survival and just to make it through the day. And now our, our goals have changed. Our goals have shifted. Our reasons to be accepted and liked by others and, and wanting to fit in has, uh, has changed. And, uh, I always felt like when I, the first time I saw, uh, the movie American Psycho, which is still my favorite movie. If you guys have never seen it, it's all time. Um, Christian Bale, which I have a man crush on, my wife knows, uh, and I have ever since I was probably like, you know, 12 years old when I watched American Psycho and he plays Patrick Bateman. And uh, he has a a saying in there, he says repeatedly, he's like, because I want to fit in. He's doing a lot of things to fit into these groups uh, in corporate America and the social circles that he's in, and it just feels very foreign. It's uh, it's very forced. It's not real. He wears a great mask uh, to fit in there, but it's not really who he is. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, Dexter uh, is one of my favorite shows. Because Dexter talks all the time about his dark passenger, and he's one person, you know, in his, you know, public life, and he's a completely different person in his private life. And when I was a young kid, I did a lot of that too, um, to fit in, because the things that I thought about life in the world didn't really fit the mold of the people I was hanging out with. And you, you'd find yourself doing things, you know, just to uh, have acceptance, just to have this social validation. You're doing things maybe for it gave you a sense of, of fake pride. Maybe it was a sense of ego. And, uh, you know, in our world, you know, when I grew up in the eighties and the nineties, you're not doing it for survival, really. You're doing it for like this, uh, 
uh, popularity contest. You're doing it for this like social acceptance or this status or for, you know, to uh, have the kind of, you know, little, little lifestyle that uh, that you're living. And uh, what I figured out was at a young age, maybe that's why, because, and I, and I say this, the only reason I'm giving advice on anything is because I, I don't give a shit what people think about me. And two, I, I once did as a young kid. And I guess what I figured out was, is that it's an unwinnable game. What I figured out at probably age like, you know, 14, 15, is that I can't pretend to like music. I can't pretend to like movies. I can't pretend to like sports or these certain things that I don't like just to fit in with a certain group of people. As painful as it is to be the outsider, as painful as it is to, you know, eat lunch by yourself as a kid or whatever the, the thing is, or not to be invited to parties or not to be invited, you know, on this road trip. If it's not really who you are, do you really want to be doing that shit anyway? And what I realized was I'm pretending to be something I'm not, and I'm not happy doing that. Even though this is what people are saying, this is what you're supposed to do. It wasn't making me happy. So I got tired of it. It's like you get fatigued from it. And for some reason, I just didn't give a shit anymore. And I'm like, I'm not going to care if people think I'm fucking weird. If people think I'm, you know, quiet and I'm an asshole or whatever. And, you know, right or wrong, people are going to judge you regardless. And that's the takeaway. People are going to judge you no matter what the fuck you do. Whether it's you're being fake as hell, whether you're being half and half, or whether you're being 100% real. People will judge you and they'll pick you apart if they want to. A lot of people judge books by their cover. I hate when people do that. A lot of people judge people on first impressions. I absolutely hate that. Do you know how many friends I have that are super close that the first time I met them, I thought they were assholes? Like one of my like one of my really good friends now, um, my boy Andy. Um, I looked up, Andy's older than me, played basketball, played two sports in college, football and basketball, freak athlete, played pro handball. Yes, that's a real thing. Um, traveled all around the world, did it. Um, he was a G, so he's older than me, So I, but like just enough to where we could play together and I could give it to him, but he was better than me, obviously, as he was older, but I watched him as a little kid just crush it. And um, I remember the first time like playing against him, I got the NOP tourney, which is this basketball tournament we played in our entire lives as kids, even up until, you know, way beyond grown men. And I remember I just, I hit a game winner on him and it's just like, he said something very inappropriate to me right there, which I'll not repeat on air. So you can imagine how uh, not polite it was. And I just remember still in my head, like, what a, what a piece of shit this guy is. Like I looked up at this dude and he was the man, like what a piece of shit asshole. Now he's just super competitive. He's like a Kobe type or he was a Jordan type. And I was the Kobe type. If you want to compare him that way. And, uh, I fucking hated him. Like I hated him right out. I'm like, what an asshole. This guy's a, and then I realized like, no, he's just like me. He's just competitive. Just like me. We're, we're the, we're cut from the same cloth. We're the same mold. We hate losing, you know, we despise losing even more than we love winning. And the point of me sharing that story is if I would just judge him off that first time, like really competing and really talking and really like having a in-person, you know, conversation, I'd have hated my whole life. You, you, you can't judge books by other covers. You, you can't do it. You don't really know people for a really long time. You, you can't take things just at surface value. You really can't. And what I'm saying is it, it goes way deeper than that. You have to really get to know people to understand if you do or don't like them. And that takes, for a lot of people, peeling back a lot of layers. 
because a lot of people have a hard time being who they truly are up front because they have to drop this persona or this facade because they, they, they're, they're worried about being judged. They're worried about, you know, people thinking they're too stupid or too dumb or, or too whatever it is. And uh, I guess my gift is at a young age, I stopped caring. And what I will say is this. I think how people are parented plays a huge role in this. I really do. I think how your parents brought you up plays a huge role in this. I think if you were bullied, that plays a huge role in you caring about what people think about you. And um, again, I understand it, it's instinctual for a lot of us. And uh, I think to stop caring about what people think of you requires you to face the reason you give a shit in the first place. It's you looking at your, uh, you know, your dark passenger, if you will. You looking at your uh, your inner demons. It's you looking at, you know, consciously why you care, but maybe subconsciously why you care. And that's crucial. I mean, it's vital to you digging down of, of saying, like, what am I searching for? By, by looking, you know, and caring about what people think about me, what am I really searching for? What itch am I trying to scratch? Like, what problem in my life do I think it's going to solve if everybody thinks I'm awesome? And the reason... I go that way is because you're never going to please everybody. It doesn't matter, dude. Like you can be Mother Teresa and people will still talk shit about you. And I was listening to uh, Dave Chappelle the other day on Rogan talk and they're talking about uh, just Elon Musk and how people are giving him shit and they didn't want him to be on Saturday Night Live for all these reasons and stuff. And then there was an article um where he donated $150 million and people were calling him a cheapskate. Can you imagine that? And then Chappelle's like, well, wait till I become a billionaire. I'm not going to donate shit. It was actually really hilarious. And uh, I thought about that for a second. And I understand $150 million um, to Elon Musk is, is not a lot of money, you know, comparative to his net worth and what he can probably generate, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And people are crushing him for that. And I thought to myself, I go, imagine a world where you're willing to give away $150 million of money that you earned with your talent, with your time, with your effort and your energy, and then people thinking it's not good enough. If that's what people are going to talk shit about, what fucking chance do you guys have listening to fake it and have the world accept you? Zero is the answer. That would be like me donating $5,000 of my own money. And then having people talk shit about me that I didn't donate $25,000. Like, that is insane to me. Like, yes, I understand he has a ton of money. But I've never just, like, cut a check to five grand to somebody for no reason. Like, we donate a lot of money to a lot of different companies and organizations. But no one's ever talked shit about me for doing it. So I can't imagine that. The point of me sharing those stories is you can't win, dude. You sure as hell can't win the internet. You can't impress everybody. Everybody's not going to like you. So you have to just really be willing to let it go. And you really have to ask yourself the question, what am I searching for? Why do I want everybody to think I'm attractive or strong or smart or successful? What am I trying to get out of it? And if, let's say, 99% of people thought you were the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
what would that really change in your life? And only you guys can answer that. And I want to share a quote here real quick from Anthony Hopkins that I used to have uh, right next to my desk for many, many years. And the quote is, my philosophy is, it's none of my business what people say of me and think of me. I am what I am and I do what I do. I expect nothing and accept everything and it makes life so much easier. One more time real quick. My philosophy is it's none of my business what people say of me and think of me. I am what I am and I do what I do. I expect nothing and I accept everything and it makes life so much easier. I share that for the simple fact of if you can get to a point in your life where you're willing to be honest with yourself about the things that you're good at, the things that you're bad at, and the things that you're you know willing to punt and just not even care about, and the things that you're willing to improve on, life gets a lot easier. There is a great strength in sharing your flaws. There is amazing freedom in sharing how fucked up you are. There is this almost like superpower when you're willing to be you know, vulnerable uh, to the to people around you and to the world in our reality. Uh, honestly, it's one of the reasons, the reason we did start this podcast was to answer everybody's question. It's basically, um, I just got tired of saying the same shit uh, via text. So I figured if we made enough podcasts about all the questions people asked on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, it would solve uh, a lot of things and make my life easier and it would help a lot of people. And that's how the podcast started. And then it kind of morphed into this thing where I'm like, well, if I can help people, you know, feel the way that I feel internally, in terms of, you know, being free, um, why not do it? And so a lot of these episodes, there's a lot of stuff that Heather will share and I will share and I can get, you know, a lot of our guests to share about our inner demons and, and our subconscious thoughts about ourselves of like why I do the things I do. And there is great power in that, you guys, there really is. When you're willing to look inside yourself and say, you know what, I'm doing this because I never felt I was enough as a kid. And I think, well, maybe if I do this now, people will think I'm awesome. And then that will fill some void in my life. And I'm here to tell you that it won't. It's not going to. Uh, I'm not personally searching for that stuff. But I work with a lot of people here. A lot of amazing humans. And uh, a lot of people who are super successful. You know, in terms of finances. You know, they, they're making millions of dollars per year. Maybe they got a net worth of a hundred million or 200 million. We have some of those people who are here and that walk in here every single day. And, uh, some of them are making decisions still to try to impress other people. They're driving cars to look fancy, um, to others. They live in homes that necessarily are probably not the best fit for them or them make them the happiest, but they're doing it as like a status symbol. They do it for some sense of, you know, I guess social currency, or they do it for some sense of, of validation to, to show people like, look at me, I'm a winner, I made it, and I'm super awesome. But yet it's not fixing the problem because they're living a life based on what they think other people think. They're making decisions based off of what the narrative is. 
or of what people's, you know, ideals of their life should be. And you're never going to find happiness that way. And what you'll end up doing more or less is waking up 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, realizing that you lived a life that wasn't your own. You did things to please the mob or to please social media or to please society or the crowd or whoever the fuck you're picturing in your brain you want validation from and it wasn't what you wanted at all and you're left there empty out of time and if I could say anything to you guys listening is don't fucking do that don't wake up every single day living your life based on what you think you should be doing because somebody else told you and I don't care if it's your wife or your husband telling you, you picked the wrong wife or husband probably. And if it's your mom and dad, you know, in a more polite way, you got to tell them to shut the fuck up. Because if it's not what's making you happy, if it's not who you authentically are, then why are you wasting your time doing it? This is not a dress rehearsal. You will not get to go back and do this year over again, this decade over again, and this life over again. When the time is done, it is out. That is it. And it could be tomorrow. And it could be 10 years from now. But why would you waste a single day trying to play to an audience who really doesn't give a fuck about you anyway? Which brings me to a quote. Some people say this is a... I don't know where the quote originally came from. I fact-checked it a bunch of times. Um, People would say Churchill or uh, Lick, but it's none of those. I originally heard it uh, in a coffee shop a long, long time ago. As I was sitting there for like hours and hours and hours and a guy was rambling on and just like going over a lot of these books and the one thing that I stumbled on was at 18, I cared what everyone thought of me. At 40, I stopped caring what they thought. At 65, I realized they weren't thinking about me at all. The only thing that matters is what you think of you. And you have to live the life that you want. I'll say it one more time really quick so it hits home. This is how most people live life. At 18, you care about what everybody thinks of you. And I was guilty of it probably at 14 and 15. And then I got, uh, I guess, carrying fatigue and stopped giving a fuck. And at 40, most people hopefully stop caring about, you know, what most people think about them. And at 65, they wake up and realize nobody was thinking about you at all. And uh, hopefully this podcast today turns you into the 65-year-old and makes you realize that most people aren't thinking about you guys at all. They really aren't. And I say that because we forget so quickly about everything in life, especially nowadays. The examples I always share, Prince died a couple years back. David Bowie died a couple years back. These are icons. These are legends. And we cared for about a day. Like, I'm Prince, you guys. Prince. Purple Rain. Prince. Game. Blouses. Prince. He has one name. You know who I'm talking about. We cared for a day. And yet you're worried right now about the kind of car you drive? You think that's going to fucking matter? Like, we cared for a day that David Bowie died, and then we moved on with our lives because we're too busy. So you think people really give a shit about the neighborhood or the zip code you live in? Like, do you think your legacy on this earth 
has anything to do with the type of shoes you wear? Like, think about that for a second. You're making major life decisions to impress other people. For what? Do you really think at the end of the day, your close friends, your close family, the people that you impact the most, will really remember the kind of shit you bought? No. They don't care about that. They care about you being happy and how much happiness you brought them and how many memories you shared with your life with them. That's it. These things, again, and when you really think about it, the way I look at life, and maybe because I have like this gorilla brain and I don't process certain things well, like in terms of math and stuff, I'm a fucking moron. I couldn't pass a sixth grade math test right now to save my life. And honestly, if if I was in like that, you know, they do like the national spelling bee and they got like those third graders spelling, these dudes would destroy me. I don't know if I could win like a second grade spelling contest. I really don't. Like there's a certain things like if you said, Jeremy, I'll give you $200 million to spell entrepreneur correctly right now. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it for 200 million bucks cash right in front of me. Uh, I, I just, I'm, a, I'm an idiot when it comes to certain things. And that's just the truth. Uh, I've tried. I've tried. And just my brain, for whatever reason, like can't make the connections. But there's certain things I can connect to. And I remember sitting in a speech class in college and Admittedly, for some of those things, I would be terrified because I was not good at uh, public speaking. I really wasn't. So by like 18, 19, 20, I had moved past caring about what people thought about the clothes I wore or the car that I drove or how I styled my hair and and things like that because I grew up uh, broke, didn't have much money, and... uh, my parents did the best they could, and, uh, you know, they were kids having kids, and, uh, you know, they did the best w- with what they had, and for everything that they didn't, uh, you know, do for me, the one thing they did help me with is they never said, Jeremy, you shouldn't try something. They never said, Jeremy, worry about what people think about you. They just said, you know, be a good person, but just do what makes you happy, and try different things, and, uh, for better or for worse, it's worked out for me. You know, obviously, I, I swear, and uh, I'm brutally honest with people, and it's a gift and a curse, you know? Some people love it, some people hate it, and it is what it is. Like, I'm going to talk to you guys the same way I talk to my wife. I'm going to talk the same way if my entire family is here listening or if they're complete strangers around. I treat everybody the same, whether it's a person who makes $10 million a year or a person who's $200,000 in debt. makes no difference to me. You're all just people. If you're cool to me, I'm cool with you, and I'm going to just be who I am no matter who's in the room. I don't try to put on an act. I don't fake. I don't front. I go to business meetings in a baseball cap, you know, in hoodies. It, it is what it is. Like, I don't know any other way, and uh, I fear no judgment on that stuff, and maybe that comes from being in a household where, you know, my dad kind of has this I don't give a fuck attitude um, too, and uh, I guess that's got to be, you know, where a lot of it stems from. And hopefully I took the, the good parts of, of both my parents, and, and that's what you see here today. But they never told me we had to put on a show to be a perfect family. They never told me to, to put on this, you know, fake front to, to please other people. And uh, maybe it got me into trouble, you know, as a young kid. And as an adult, I kind of harnessed it into this, like, fucking superpower that I have now. Because I can live in this free space that few other people can. That's why I share this with you guys so freely today. Because if I could reach in and... and 
and rip out what I feel and give it to you, for those of you struggling with comparison, you would feel like you're like fucking Superman on steroids. I, I swear to God you would because I've lived where you're living and now I live here and there is a sense of freedom that is worth more than any amount of money you could ever give me. If you said, Jeremy, if you, we'll give you the comparison shit back in your life, but we'll also give you a billion dollars, I'd be like, I'm good, bro. I'd rather be broke as shit and feel free to be who I am than be super rich and like quote unquote famous and successful, but not be who I really am. It ain't worth it to me, man. Yeah, I could do this podcast and I could do it a different way. And I'm smart enough to do it where I think I could get you know, a bigger audience and it could, it could reach even more people and it could make even more money, but it wouldn't be who I am. So I wouldn't be happy. So why the hell would I do it? And that's what I'm trying to drive to you guys. If you're not being yourself, you're never going to be really happy. You're going to wake up, realize you're living a fake life to please other people. And it was a waste of a life. And you're going to wake up with so much regret and remorse and pain You'll feel so horrible, and I'm urging you not to do that. And I, I share the my parents' perspective just from the standpoint of, you know, I, we lived in an apartment for a lot of years. I lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and when friends would come over, I'm like, this is where I live. I don't got a big fancy house, man. My parents don't drive fancy cars. My dad would, like, pick me up at school in these little, like, rusty shit boxes he would drive because he was, like, super fucking thrifty. Some would maybe call him cheap. Maybe I got some of those traits, um, but that's what it was. And so like, I didn't, there's no shame in it. Like the, the clothes I had were the clothes I had. I had like maybe one nice pair of shoes and a couple of outfits, but I didn't have all the, like the fancy, you know, we didn't go to the mall all the time and like, and buy a bunch of fancy clothes for school. Like my parents did the best they fucking could. They saved money and gave me stuff for Christmas. I shared the story in here before. I remember I got a fucking bike on layaway. I remember when I was 10 years old, my parents got me a Huffy. It was like, was I either nine or 10? Like a Huffy 10 speed from Shopco. Shout out to the Midwest if Shopco's even a thing. But I remember the bike was like a hundred bucks. And my parents put this thing on fucking layaway. And that's what I got. And I was so jacked and so happy. And I'm like, I got other kids I'm going to school with driving like, you know, excuse me, riding $500 bikes. But that wasn't my world. That wasn't my life. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, this is cool for me. Like, I'm happy with this. The point I'm driving at is like, I stopped caring about what people thought about those things at a really young age because I didn't have a choice. And it, it probably was painful at the time and it sucked to not, you know, have a, a nice uh, of a house as some of your friends did and some of the other rich kids did. But it was what it was, man. Like, looking back on it, it's probably one of the greatest gifts that I, I was ever given. And so I was able to move past that at an early age. But in college, I still had this fear of, of speaking, because um, I was not great at speaking. Uh, I was not good at talking in front of people, especially about things I didn't love, and I'm still not. Um, hence, I only talk about things I know about, my personal experiences, and basically fitness and nutrition and maybe some finance things, because these, again, all personal experiences as well. But I remember being in college and uh, being so mortified to do a speech in front of like, you know, hundreds of people, and like, man, and I remember I did a speech on how to change a tire. And uh, I knew how to change a tire, but I hadn't talked through it a ton other than practicing, uh, you know, before speech class and or public speaking, whatever they call the, the, the courses these days. And I remember just being fucking terrified, like sweating, my heart's beating super fast, like in my throat. And you can tell as I'm starting to speak, like, 
how, you know, terrified I really am, or at least I felt that way. And as I was up there, I'm looking in the audience and I notice about 80% of the people don't give a shit. I'm sitting there, I'm like, most of these people aren't even looking at me. Most of these people are just, they're half asleep. They're not even really here. And the ones who are looking, I'm like, I wonder if they even really care. And that's the first time I really started to realize like, wow, people are so busy and wrapped up with their own shit. They don't care about what I'm doing. And I started to reverse engineer it. And I remember then I would sit in the same public speaking class and someone else would give a speech about, you know, sewing or whatever the thing was or where they grew up in, you know, Indiana. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. And I would just be like looking at the clock waiting until I could get out of there, thinking about going to, you know, practice or thinking about hooking up with some random girl or getting, you know, you know, getting drunk on like a Thursday night, like whatever the fuck it was, like I was anywhere but there. The reason I share that is because most people are so busy. They're so busy in their lives. They're not worried about you. They're not thinking about you 24-7, 365. They're only concerned about their life and their kids and their family and their friends. And they might think about you for a second, but they let it go rather quick. And the reason I went all the way down that rabbit hole is to understand that you can't live your life trying to please other people who really aren't thinking about you anyway. You're not that fucking important. You're not Prince. You're not David Bowie. I had a kid here who worked for me for three years and he was 25, 26, like 27 years old at the time. And I remember Pearl Jam was playing and we would mess with him and say, who sings this song? And it's like the song, Jeremy, by the way, uh, from the album 10 by Pearl Jam, like who is singing right now? And the kid had no clue. The kid has no clue who Eddie Vedder is. The kid has no clue who Pearl Jam is. Yet you're thinking that people give a shit about the car you drive. This kid doesn't even know who Pearl Jam is. He doesn't even know who Eddie Vedder is as he's singing. The point I'm driving home is these are iconic people that I will remember until I die that have done these great things, yet so few people still even know who they are. Yet you're somehow worried about the house you live in is not going to be impressive enough to you know, show out to your neighbors or to impress the kids at your high school reunion. It's all fucking nonsense, dude. Again, we're, we're all just fucked up. We're all just 17 year old kids playing adult. None of us really has it figured out. And anybody who is making you feel bad about decisions you're making or, or saying you're not living up to expectations or, you know, is, is putting judgment or placing some kind of blame on you. The only thing they've done better than you is they figured out how to mask it better. And they, they figured out how to live in, in pain secretly better than you have. That's it. Because really for most of those people, like what people think about you is just a reflection on them. It's not on you, man. It really isn't, you know. We see the world, you know, through our own eyes. That's it. Our perspective, our perception is our reality. That's it. And um, people normally hate in others what they hate in themselves. People normally judge in others what they judge in themselves. And uh, it's a sad place to be. And so if you're out there and people are like 
for some reason you feel like they're negatively judging you, which in all reality, they probably don't give a shit. And if they are, you know, that says way more about them than it says about you. And a lot of the time they're really just, you know, they have this misdirected, you know, aggression and negativity towards you. And that just happens to be their outlet. That's it. And uh, honestly, if you have people like that in your life, fucking eradicate them, man. Like, they're not doing you any good. They really aren't. Like, why would you surround yourself with those people anyway? You can, and again, those people, you can never impress them. It's like any ideology, whether it's far left or, or far right, you can't be enough for, for either end of the mob, right? Like, you just can't. And so stop trying to please everyone. It's an unwinnable game. And I, I don't care who you are. I use Mother Teresa as the example. Um, you could take, you know, anybody else. Michael Jordan. You could take uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Jackie Robinson, fucking Beyonce. I don't give a shit. Uh, whoever it is, not everybody likes them. It's not, I think Tupac is the greatest rapper of all time. It's my opinion. Um, not everybody likes Tupac. I don't... I don't know who they are. There's some weirdos out there, but they don't, you know, like I use LeBron too as a great example. And I'm a Jordan guy. If you're watching on YouTube, I got a Jordan wings poster behind me. I'm a Jordan guy, you know, until I die. But I think LeBron's great. He really is. And uh, he's done a lot of things right. The the dude has made very few mistakes in his life, I'm sure. Uh, He's never been arrested, you know, never been to jail. Uh, you know, never been in trouble, you know, infidelity wise, he never, uh, never in the media, you know, for, uh, doing a bunch of really stupid shit. He is a human being. I'm sure he fucks up and says dumb things sometimes and, and makes mistakes, but he gets a lot of flack, man. You know, this dude is, you know, donating money for kids to go to college. He's building schools. He's volunteering. He seems to be a pretty good role model for young, you know, kids coming up. You know, he didn't have a, a dad in his life as, as far as I understand, and people fucking crush this guy all the time. The point is, is that, you know, he's really not done anything to anybody. But for some people, he's just he's just not their cup of tea, man. And so, if you're listening to me out there, if these people are all, you know, relatively good humans, they've accomplished amazing things, people sometimes just hate you for being awesome. Like, that's just the case, too. Like, And it, we do this, too, in the world, is that... Uh, we want people to be successful, but like not too successful, right? Like sometimes when you get too popular or too big or you're too awesome, people just want to tear you the fuck down because you have a bunch of stuff they don't have. And uh, I've shared this before, you know, with my wife a bunch of times. And uh, I don't get validation from stuff. You guys obviously know that. I drive a 2008 Honda Accord. I talk about it all the time. I'll get a new car eventually, so leave me alone. But I'm going to try to keep the Accord just to piss off Heather. Um, and because I love it, dude. It's the biggest flex of all time. But I don't get validation from that. It doesn't matter to me. Whether I drive here in a you know, a Bentley or a, a Honda Accord, it's going to sit in the same spot. It's going to get me here about the same amount of time. And uh, I don't care who looks at me. In fact, I prefer people don't look at me. I, I like to be you know, invisible uh, or incognito, if you will, when I go to work. But I don't get validation from that stuff. And uh, I don't get validation from my house. I don't care if you guys pull up and think I live in a piece of shit house um, or I live in the dopest house you've ever seen. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm happy and I live there. And, and that's, at the end of the day, all really matters is if I'm happy and I'm fulfilled. 
and I feel good about the things that I'm doing. But I share that for the fact of if you do get your dream car and you drive it, people will fucking hate you for that. Some people will think it's super cool. Some people will think you're successful and you made it, but some people will fucking hate you for it and think that you're just like a flossing, you know, look at me, braggadocious douchebag. That's true too. Even if you get the the house, you worked your ass off, you bought your quote unquote dream house, whatever the hell that means anyway, and you live in your neighborhood and you built the way you want it and people think it's great. Even people close to you will hate you. Jealousy is a real thing. Jealousy and envy. The point of me sharing that is not to make you think like all your friends are going to hate you whether you make it or not. Hopefully you have real people in your life who are going to love you regardless of the stupid stuff you have, but you got to do it for you. You can't do it for other people. You can't go to college. You can't pick a career because your parents want you to do it. You have to do it for yourself. Don't drive a car because your friends think it's cool. Don't do something because you think it's what success looks like. Do it because you like it. Do it because it makes you happy, not for other people. Be your authentic self. Because it doesn't matter what people think about you. It really doesn't. If you're willing to be who you are. Now, if yourself sucks, make yourself better and then do it. But do it because you want to be better. If you don't mind the way you are and you're happy in your station of life, then be authentically you. Now, if you have some things you need to work on, work on those to be a better person because it's going to make you happier and make the people around you better. But do it for you. And if you really embrace who you are and you start you know, showing up every single day as you, you're not going to care if people like it or not. It won't even matter. Because I'd rather have you live a life and be accepted and loved and appreciated and have validation for being who you are than being loved and accepted and have validation for being a fake version of you. Because what's it worth? If it's all a facade, if it's all phony. Again, I know a lot of people struggle with this, and I don't know if I have a, a perfect answer, but just know, man, people are, are super, most people are just super wrapped up in their own world. And some people are, you know, selfish and, you know, they're forgetting about you almost instantaneously. Like, People are barely paying attention to, to what you're thinking and what you're doing every single day. Just really think about that. Take a moment to, to take in the fact that, you know, the, the most important person in your life is you. And next to that, it's, it's the people who are really closest to you. It's not random strangers on the internet. You know, think about social media for a second when you're really worried about, well, if I do this, people are going to people are going to talk shit no matter what. But when you scroll on social, whether it's uh, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever people are using these days, it's just, it's so quick. We see something, we click on it, and then we scroll past. And we keep going and going and going, and then we're back to our, our normal schedule programming. We're not spending time just sitting like worrying about somebody else's life. We're concerned about our own stuff. And at the end of the day, man, it's none of your fucking business. Like, what people think. You know, your truth is your truth. It doesn't got to be everybody else's, you know. The judgment 
that you're worried about from other people, it's really just a reflection of your own insecurity. It really is. And you have to just be confident with who you are. And that comes from you understanding what you're seeking and what you want to do with your life. And that's the thing is, it's is your life. It's yours alone. Nobody else's. You have to remind yourself that every single day. Like, this is my life. What's going to make me the happiest? And if that means you, if we talk about material things, that means you driving a luxury car, then do it because you love it. Don't do it because you think it's what success looks like. Don't do it because it's this is the point in your life where you should be doing this. It's not worth it. You have to rewire your brain to do things that make you happy. That's it. Again, when you're making choices in your life, there are some instinctual things that are real. There really are. If you think something's really wrong and you think you're doing something for the wrong reason and you have this uneasy feeling in your gut, your gut's probably right. Don't sit. Don't overthink. Just go with how you feel internally and move on. And you have to focus on your needs. You, you really do. And what you have to ask yourself is, you know, what things do you value most in your life? What things do you really value most in your life? Is it success, right? And then it comes down to, you. can you define what success means? Is it honesty? Is it autonomy? Is it freedom? Is it family? Is it relationships? Is it money? Is it status? Is it job title? Only you can answer that. And once you answer the question of, well, these are the things that matter most to me, ask yourself why they matter. Like, why are they so important to you? And you have to really just spend time working on yourself and really digging down to the core of of what you're searching for and what you really need to be happy. And I think the answer is going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler to find than a lot of you think who are listening to me right now. And you got to stop the uh, the internal negative talk in your brain. You have to stop the comparison game. It's something you can never win. There's always going to be somebody younger, more attractive, richer, somebody who's traveled more, somebody who drives a nicer car or newer car, lives in a bigger house, better house, newer house, greater neighborhood. That's never going to stop. It's an unwinnable game. So you might as well just quit it right now. And the one thing I would say, too, is uh, you got to get off social media, maybe for a little bit. Because if you spend your whole fucking day looking through other people's highlight reels of achievements, it could probably make anybody feel like shit. I don't use social the way most people do. I just have no interest in it. I don't care. Uh, I rarely see even what our friends do. Uh, Maybe clients here uh, in some of our groups and, and things like that. But uh, I just don't give a shit. It just doesn't matter. If it's, you know, close fitness friends of mine, if they tag me in something, I'm happy to share. And and I want, you know, iron sharpens iron. We can all help each other be more successful. I'm happy to post, you know, anybody who comes in here on the podcast and give them a platform. I'm happy to do it. I want to lift all those guys up. As they say, rising tides, you know, lift all ships. But if like Hannah or BJ or Lex comes in or Colleen or Tommy, whoever, Ben, like I'm happy to put them on blast. But I don't look at their stuff and be like, oh, well, well, they're doing that. Well, they're they're doing that project. They're investing in that. They're hiring those people. It has nothing to do with me. 
if I want to ask and we want to trade best practices, that's cool. But I don't live on social comparing myself to other people. I can't. It's their best picture. It's their best video. It's their best story. It's their best whatever. Like, I can't compete with that. I'm just sharing my random normal day shit. Like, this is just who I am and what I do. So if you're somebody who gets sucked into the, uh, you know, the social media vortex and you get, you know, you know, dragged down into the black hole of comparison and it's fucking your brain up, get off the internet in terms of social media, at least until you feel more comfortable and more secure with who you are. And uh, get off the comparison train, bro. Like, and just do something that's going to put you in a good headspace. Do some mobility. Go for a walk. Listen to the Jeremy Scuffins podcast. Read a book. You know, get lost in some escapism. You know, play with your kids or your dog or have sex with your wife. I don't fucking know what you got to do. But just don't sit on social wasting your life. It's stealing. It's robbing joy from you. And what happens is it robs joy from you for a minute. And that... It's like, a, it's like a cancerous seed that grows in your fucking brain and then it goes over and over and over. Now it's stealing 10 minutes from you and 20 minutes from you. Now because you saw someone who was super fit, you're too fat. Now you saw someone who got a, a better car than you, now your car sucks. Now you've seen someone whose house is super amazing, now your house sucks. And you think everybody else is doing better than you and everybody else is ahead of you and everybody else is crushing it. It's just not true. I used to do this in fitness early on in my career really early the first couple of years, I would see dudes getting magazine covers before I was ever on magazine covers. And I was like, why are these guys getting opportunities I'm not? And I would be like jealous of it. And I would be mad about it. And I remember dudes having a way bigger social media following than me when I'm like, I don't know, 26 or seven when I'm first starting. I'm like, why do these guys have so many followers? Why are these guys so popular? And I'm not. And it was, it's just pure jealousy. And uh, I remember like seeing that and having those thoughts and feelings and then stopping and just saying, dude, you are such a fuck face. Like you are such a piece of shit person. And, and I really, I felt that. I felt shitty. Like I felt, and I'm like, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop comparing. You got to stop being mad and being jealous and envious of other people if they are getting it, they deserve it. And even if they don't, they did something to be in that position. They knew the right person. They had the right time. They lived in the right city. Whatever it was. It has nothing to do with me. Why would I let someone else's success make me feel bad? That's a shitty place to be in. But it took me identifying that in my own characteristics and being like, dude, you're just being a fucking idiot. Like, you're just being a little bitch right now. you got to stop doing that shit. And... When I could, does it happen overnight? No, it took me probably, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks or a couple of months, you know, in my twenties to, to get confident. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be looking at these dudes. I don't need to be seeing what they're doing. It's not helping me. And so what I did was I started to delete those people who would bring me down or would, you know, light off the feelings of insecurity in myself. And I started to just to listen to and associate with and, and follow people that uh, only put positivity in my mind and only people and things I would read that made me feel productive. And I no longer wanted to look at things and read things and see things that made me feel negative or, you know, less than I was or 
things that would make me, you know, want to put myself down. So if you're listening to me right now and you're in that space and you have friends or family or if it's social media or whatever the fuck you're, you're watching and listening to and seeing every day, get off those things for a while. And when you do feel comfortable and confident to come back to the world of social media, just get rid of all the shit that made you feel bad in the first place. You don't have to watch these things. You don't have to fill your head with this stuff. You can create whatever world you want to live in and you can live there. It's the only reason I'm successful here. I created an entire ecosystem that has picked me up and put me in a good headspace. Because you guys have to stop this internal conflict in your brain. You really do. You need to find a way to, you know, correct yourself and how to deal with these thoughts of comparison and, and horseshit. And, uh, you know, life is way too short to spend your time consistently worrying about what the fuck other people think and letting your own negative internal self-talk put judgment on yourself and making you feel bad like you less than you are because life, you guys, is is hard enough as it is, you know? And I think it's, you're the most inundated now with comparison that you've ever been, yet we're probably the most mentally softest we've ever been just because of how society and the world is in general. And so you have to know that caring about what other people think is 100% in your control. It really is. And uh, maybe your your mom did it to you and she played the comparison game with you and, and she still does it to you to this day. And, and maybe they... They made you put on a show for friends and for family and whatever. But I'm like, at some point, you got to grow up and be your own person and let that shit go. Because caring about what other people think and comparing yourself to other people is 100% within your control. I know it doesn't feel like it, but it is. And uh, maybe I had a, a more freeing upbringing than you, so I was able to kick it earlier. Or maybe I identified it earlier. And the fact that I, you know, suck at 82 things, but I'm good at this, maybe that's my personal gift. But you are in control of this and you have to know that. And you can't control what people say about you. You can't control what people think about you. You can't control how they see you and how they judge you. But you can control your reactions to it. And the negativity that people, you know, want to put into your head, you don't got to let it be there. You, you, like you train the physical body, you got to train yourself mentally. You really do. Again, there isn't an easy answer for this, but the process is going to be for you guys learning about a new way to think about yourself and the way that you mentally go about your day. But if you can commit to, you know, changing these negative thought patterns, if you can, you know, change the things that are putting you in these negative thought cycles, your life can get pretty fucking awesome pretty quick. And uh, before I let you guys go, I want to share a thing here um, from a man, David Goggins, who most of you guys know, he's one of the hardest dudes on the planet. And uh, it's talking about, you know, a, a balance. And uh, I'll say this, I do get a lot of uh, flack still from some people in my life who will talk to me about work-life balance and, and what that should uh, look like. And uh I don't think it exists. I really don't. At least it doesn't for me. I enjoy what I do. And uh, I have my own process. And I'm happy with the person that I've become and the person that I am. And I'm far from perfect. And I'm just as fucked up as everyone else. But I'm working every day to be a better 
husband and son and role model here for everybody and everybody who listens and watches our stuff. And uh, I do it the best I can. And uh, when I go to sleep at night, I don't care, you know, if people think I'm a success or not, it really doesn't matter. The only people's opinions I care about are the ones who are really closest to me. And it's because I, I've I've chosen that circle very closely. And uh, I care what they think. Because I would hate if my wife thought I was a piece of shit. I would hate if my mom and dad thought I was a complete fucking loser. Now, if they had different ideals for me that they thought I wasn't hitting, that'd be one thing. I mean about the person I've become and the person I am. That's what really matters to me. And at the end of the day, that's all I really care is when I go to sleep and I look in the mirror that I do more good in the world today or bad, that I help as many people as I possibly could, or was I a selfish asshole? That's the standard that I like to live myself by. And it takes a lot of effort for me to, to give everything I can. So my balance is probably off. And some people probably think that's crazy, but it doesn't matter to me what they think. I'm bowing in my own lane and I can only control what I do with my feelings and my emotions. And he shared something on his Instagram the other day. I don't want to share here with you guys and hopefully it uh, hopefully it hits home for, for some people who, those of you out there who are working to do something different, those of you who are working to be the best version of yourself, those of you who are, who are chasing a dream and trying to do something much different than, uh, than the status quo, if you will. And the quote is, for the soft people who like to twist my words and message, this is another one you can twist. If you're looking to pull every ounce out of yourself, you'll not be balanced. That's a hard fact. It will take early mornings and late nights. Shit. For that matter, it's going to take days, foregoing sleep, disappointing friends and family, etc. The key word here are if you are looking to pull every ounce out of yourself, don't wonder why you're not great if you're not enjoying a balanced life. What you need to understand is that there is a great sacrifice that comes with trying to go to the next level in any arena in your life. Don't allow the voices of those around you who are not as hungry as you to affect how you attack life. As you must know, we're all different people. Allow yourself to be different. Allow yourself to feel the way you feel. Allow yourself to go against the grain. People who don't have the same want as you will never understand who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. Most of all, discipline it. That will take you to accomplish these things. Once again, this message is not for everyone. Those of you who are looking for a good work-balanced life, I hope you truly find and enjoy it. For those of you who are looking to be the very best at what you do, that teeter-tottering of a life may be stuck at the fucking top. If you're looking to graduate school at the top of your class, you'll not likely enjoy the same social life of your friends. If you're looking to be the next CEO, you may forego your four weeks of paid vacation on your journey to the top. If you're looking to do an Ironman, a marathon, or some ultra race, your mornings and weekends will most likely be shot. This is the dedication and sacrifice required to be your best, to attain lofty goals and not succumb to mediocrity. Lofty goals require lofty sacrifice. It's important 
while you're young and healthy and unencumbered to put everything you have into bettering yourself. It will eventually make you better for the people who are in your life when you become balanced. And trust me, there will come a time in your life when you will be balanced. Stay hard. I share that because for a lot of you to get out of this mold of comparison and self-doubt and negative talk, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to really dedicate yourself and sacrifice some things to really change if you want to make a long-lasting change. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. But with anything in life, you know, great results require great effort. And I wanted to do this podcast, obviously, to help a buddy out. And hopefully, all of my rambling helped him, you know, make the change, like I hope it does for a lot of you, if you are living in this comparison shitstorm. Because again, it's not winnable. It's not worth it. And at the end of the day, you got a really short life, man. You know, for a lot of you, your life's maybe one third or like a half over, you know, if you're lucky. And if you spent any significant amount of time up to this point wasting it, worried about other people's thoughts, it's already sad. It's already a tragedy. And I would hate for you to go another day, another month, another year, another decade, you know, trying to fit into a narrative or or fit some ideology that you think you should be doing if it's making you miserable. My advice is just be a really good person. Do everything you can, you know, to help yourself and to help others. And uh, do things that make you happy, man. Because life's way too fucking short to keep up with the Joneses or the Smiths or anybody else who's out there in the world. You got to do what's best for you. And it's okay um, to live an alternative life. It's okay, you know, if you're 30 years old and you're not married. It's okay if you're 35 and you don't got kids. It's okay if you're 40 and you don't know what your fucking career is yet. It's okay. You got time. As long as you're living life authentically you and you're happy, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And that's what I think success is, is being happy with who you are and living life on your own terms, doing what you want, saying what you want, being a good human to those around you. To me, that's the ultimate success. It's got nothing to do with status or job title or followers on social media or the fucking house you live in or the car you drive because that ain't your legacy, man. No one's going to remember you for that shit. They really won't. They remember the things you said. They remember the things you did and they remember the way that you made them, made them feel. But they won't care about these other things and you shouldn't care either. So hopefully that helps uh, from a knucklehead dude like me who's made more mistakes than I could ever count. Um, I'm here today and I'm happy with the person I am and living life with no fucks is is way better than living with it. You know, comparing to every little thing that comes your way. And the older I get, oh man, the less fucks I seem to give and and the happier I seem to become. I'm really coming into my own. So I'm afraid of what I'm going to be saying five years from now, but hey, I'm I'm happy here. And and if anything I say helps you guys, uh, I'm happy to do it. So if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys. If you're on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop it a five-star. Leave a comment. If you can share this with a friend or family member who struggles with comparison, I think it'll go a long way. If they can take the language and the crazy stories, um, it'll do them a huge service. I really believe that. And again, if you guys are interested in hooking up with Athletic Greens, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott for a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs, or hit me up and I'll have Monica send you a pack right to your front door anywhere you're at. I think we're going to get Heather on the podcast maybe tomorrow. 
and uh, her and I will ramble on for uh, a good amount of time as well. So I appreciate you guys as always. John, if you're listening, my man, hopefully this helps you, brother. Uh, if you need anything else, you know the number. So until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.